this is a weird so i don't know why this reminded me of this i had a dream last night ready to be my therapist again yeah i don't know why i had this uh one of my old uh, speaking my um granite hills eagle buddy rhino coin yep. your your high school um fellow alum he and i were roommates for a few years in college um and we kept our apartment in moderate disarray nothing crazy but pretty boys in college yes yes it it wasn't i had a dream last night that we were both adults living together i was interviewing billy bean from the a's in my living room (laughs) who had just signed tim anderson from the a from the white Sox to become their new shortstop okay and billy bean and ryan tore up my apartment and basically destroyed the whole thing all the lights were burned out i couldn't find my wallet sure that's what i dreamed about last night Go ahead. What does that mean? Um, well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with neglect when you were a kid, and I think you know but that it wasn't neglected. Well, I'm, I'm kind of get to where I'm going here. Um, you wanted your family when you were a kid. You wanted them to be there for you when you most needed them, and then Billy Bean and your buddy from Granite they represented disarray. Okay. And because of that, I'm going nowhere with this. Um, I'm <laughs> I literally, think... yeah, nowhere. So they're, they're like, there's but a therapist the fact... out there, somebody, help <laughs> the me out with that, that means. you have that much, that's like pretty good detail for a dream. And I don't know how you are with dreams, but if I don't, if I don't think about the dream right when I woke up, like if I go use the restroom or go take a shower, by the time I come back, it's gone. Whatever I dreamt about, I, I do not remember 99.9% of that dream. It was upsetting, though. That's why I remember. Like, if it's just kind of one of those things that comes in and out of your consciousness, not so much, but I was upset by it. I woke up like, okay, do I have my wallet? No, my apartment isn't thrashed. Okay, I'm in a hotel room. Everything's fine. My my life is not in disarray. It's fine. It was deeply upsetting. That probably and had a lot to t- do with it, too, is because you did wake up in a hotel Tim room. Tim Anderson? Without your family. I mean, I know we talked some baseball on the show, but we haven't talked a ton about Tim Anderson. I haven't talked about Billy Bean in 10 years. Go figure. Help but me I, out, people. I think it's the thing that if if it's a person in your dream that you know, uh, and they have to show up in your dream, apparently they're thinking about you. So maybe your bud uh, from, was thinking about I just you. saw him last weekend. Maybe he was thinking, like, why? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was listening to the brand's post Taylor's show. got it. <laughs> Tim Anderson to the Dodgers. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, sure. Is the answer. I, I love Tim Anderson's a great player. There's I haven't really given right him there. a lot of conscious thought, but apparently he's rattling around in my subconscious. All right, so after the Warriors, or not Warriors, Wizards game on um, Sunday, yep. Le- LeBron was asked about AD's injury and whether that impacts what they're going to do at the trade deadline, and this was his response. Not a question for me. I have no idea. When I'm playing, I show up, prepare and work, go to work, get my guys ready to go win a basketball game. Um, I play the game. I'm not in the front office. Come on, man. Come on, man. I know that that's probably technically accurate. Were so you LeBron James. But what, what were you... Were you expecting him to say something else? No, but he doesn't have to say that either. It's just one of those, I don't know, man. I mean, we got to get AD healthy. We got to figure that out first, and then we'll go from there. But this, yeah. don't ask me. I'm not in the front office. Of course you are. Of course you are. Mm-hmm. You may not have the title as general manager of the team. You may not be on every single player evaluation <laughs> meeting. Resume. But it's of course he has input mm-hmm. in these things. Of course Anthony Davis's injury changes the calculus on what you do. And th- this is one of these things where he's just too cute by half. It's just like just either say nothing to look, man. I, I really don't want to get into that right now. That's fine. That's a perfectly good answer. Mm-hmm. Or 
I don't know, man. I'd have to sit down with Rob and we'd have to figure out what's... I, I don't know. I haven't really given it a lot of thought, but this not my job thing? Come on, man. Of course it's your job. You're LeBron James. You're the most important person in the league. Well, you're the most powerful person in the league. Well, here's the funny thing. It, it's not like it's a secret either. I've heard Rob Palenka say it plenty of times. Hey, look, we... I, I, of course I have conversations course. with the two best players in the franchise and get their input on things. That doesn't mean Braun is stamping final approval of what the Lakers are going to do, no. but you're going to get you're you're 100 going to get his opinion. I, I pay. You're not wrong. I guess to me it just doesn't sound like a surprise because I think you know sometimes you're going to get answers like that that you just know he's not going to give you anything he's not going to say anything so I I, I didn't really take too much from but it it's, when he it's, said it's it such, I, I hear what you're saying but it's one of those things that now because it's so patently inaccurate it's like come on man I'm not saying you got to tell us exactly what yeah. you guys are getting ready to do or yeah. not do but when you we say, made an offer on Bigdanovich. <laughs> Right. You yeah. don't have to do that, but to go, I don't know, man, I just play basketball. No, you don't. You're you are vital to the construction of this team. Yeah. Everything that you do on this team, everything that the team does is dependent I'd on argue that. what you need mm-hmm. most. So to pretend I, I don't know, man, I just shake I just shoot shots and dish times. Stop. Yeah, you're not Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> right. You're not uh Right. The question wasn't presented to Lonnie Walker the fourth. I, I get it. I, I understand that portion of it. I'll 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 ask you this, and I'm, I'm I kind of was telling myself here, AD went down with that injury on Friday, mm-hmm. okay, and then we got word post game show that, hey, he's going to get some tests on Saturday, and we'll kind of figure it out from there. Nothing happens on Saturday. Sunday, Sham sends out the tweet during the, uh, you know when it was, it was during the World Cup game. You, you and I were both watching it together. Oh, sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, but we send it, or Sham sends it out and basically says, look, looks like he's going to miss at least a month. Woj and Dave McMenamin come out multiple weeks. Well, that night, Lakers are going to play the Wizards. And Darvin Ham has asked the question again, like, hey, any update here? He's going to get some more tests tonight. He's here at the, he's here at, 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 uh, at Crypto. Sunday night comes, no response. I think yesterday there was some curiosity. Okay, maybe there's going to be an update. The Lakers played yesterday in Phoenix. Same question to Darvin Ham. Uh, still nothing yet. Still working on some tests. I, I'm. I don't really kind of know what to do with no information. Again, it was on Friday. The Lakers have had nothing official come out. Five on, days. Basically, they're saying that he's got. I think it was right foot soreness. Is what they put out there on the uh, on the status report yesterday. Do you make anything of that? Like, I I don't know what to do with that information. I I don't know if this is, if I want to play it both ways, if I want to say Anthony Davis, the most important player on this Los Angeles Lakers team who has an injury history, who's 29 years old, who's having an MVP caliber season over a four-week stretch, whatever it is, right? One One of the key names right now in the NBA. And this happened on Friday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, still nothing official to the Lakers. I don't know if I take it as, is it worse than we thought? Is it not as worse than we thought? I don't know what to say to it. It's a little odd that we haven't really heard anything. Yeah, I, maybe they don't know. I mean, I'm not, maybe they simply just don't know that they can't get an exact diagnosis on what it is or what the timeline might be or, or how often he might be out or, or would be out indefinitely. Could he be a little less hurt than maybe they initially hoped? That would be the best case scenario. But I, I don't know. This is, this is one of these things that I assume they're working every angle behind the scenes. I assume that they have a contingency if he's back in three or four weeks. I assume they have a contingency if he's back in eight weeks. I assume they have a contingency if he's out indefinitely, and you just don't know how long it's going to take. Because you're right, if you if, if, publicly, 
We don't know, but hopefully they have an idea of what it is because what you saw last night, and obviously LeBron coming back will will help a little bit. Russell Westbrook coming back will help a little bit. They'll be better than what we saw. But without Anthony Davis, you're kind of – this where you are right now is probably about where you're going to finish. That's just probably the most likely scenario. So I don't you, you got you got to figure it out, right? You have to figure out how long he's going to be down before you can make a move or not make a move. Because if you don't know, you just got to wait. It, it's a weird spot to be in. I don't think they're going to tell us. Oh, okay, he's out this long. I know that that comes out ultimately, but I, I don't know. It just seems. It, it dropped this giant you start playing in, in your own head of like well okay well what's the situation is it better than we thought is it worse than we thought that's what i mean i don't how, how do you move forward when you don't know mm-hmm. when the most important piece of your team is going to be ready do i make a trade well, what if he never comes back then what have i traded for mm-hmm. or if he does come back he's you know fractionally as good as he was prior to him going down what if i don't make a trade and he comes back in four weeks and looks great you just it's impossible to plan for the future when you don't know what's going to happen in the short term it's really difficult i think i told you this yesterday that if he missed four weeks i want to say that's 16 17 games somewhere around there if he missed four weeks and 10 days which would take you to february 1st he's missing 25 games 25 games right and that's just that's the schedule of the NBA. You got this many games kind of all clogged together. And I don't know how that will change the Lakers. I don't know how that will change their do they are they less likely to make a trade now? Are they more likely? I know I mentioned this to you yesterday. The reality is I think it's clear that talent wise, they're so dependent on those two players that if you do make a move, you just have to think of it as it can't you can't be making a move for just this year. Yeah. It's gotta be a move that you're saying, Okay, I'm also gonna have this guy for next year and take it from there. The second it got genuinely interesting, as far as far as the results go, yeah, right? It's always interesting because you never know you're going to do this, you're going to do that. But the but games were interesting. The games were interesting. They were mm-hmm. fun. They were beating good teams. Mm-hmm. They were they they beat Denver. They beat Milwaukee. They beat um. They, they you know they were they were they're in hanging games, with Boston. They're hanging with, Boston, with Philly. Hanging, they're yeah. They, they're not a lousy team. Mm-hmm. It looked like they were going to be lousy. They're not. This is it. And then this. And it's like, oh, now what? <laughs> now what do you do? And you have no idea what's coming next. Um. I want to get your thoughts on something. So Dame yesterday broke the – he's the all-time leading scorer for the Trailblazers. Broke Greg Oden's record. Break, broke Greg Oden and Jerome Kersey. Okay. They were both tied. Um, he broke the record. He broke the franchise record. It, it's funny, as as we kind of look at – he's been such a loyal person to the Portland Trailblazers. I'm trying to figure this out because every time it seems like a player does something – he decides, I'm going to stay with this team. Or no, I'm going to be LeBron. I'm going to jump from team to team. I- I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. What is the, you know, is it the Kobe's and the Dirks and the Tim Duncans that never won anywhere and won? That's like the absolute cream of the crop. Do you hate players that jump around? Whatever it is, we can do that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeba, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of 
ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. <laughs> so uh, now you're getting it. Yeah, <laughs> we screwed up in life. We got this tweet from uh, Francis and Glendale last segment. So this is in reference to <laughs> Travis's dream regarding Tim Anderson and Billy Bean and his friend from uh, college and a trashed apartment. Yes, exactly. So Francis Glendale says, uh, "So Tim Anderson for Marcus Morris coming up uh, <laughs> tomorrow." So I think that'd be Maybe. great. Could like, be. Who knows? Maybe. Happened? Yeah, definitely could be. That's a, I, I haven't watched Moneyball in a long time. I haven't read Moneyball in a long time. I wasn't watching Oakland A's podcasts or anything. Like I haven't, there's no <laughs> Billy Bean contact in my life for 10 years. That's a, that's a pretty weird dream. Why didn't you buy the Suns? <laughs> I just, you know, I put in a bid and my, uh, my collection of George Brett baseball cards wasn't enough to push it over the top. Matt. Ish, Ishbia? Ishbia. Yeah. A walk-on from Michigan State. It's funny. Michael and I were talking about this yesterday, getting ready for Lakers Suns, and he's like, they're valued at $2.7 I'm like, wow, they're going to sell for three, aren't they? Woe's just put out today. It looks like he's gonna. they're going to sell for four, around $4 billion. Yeah. They don't go down, Al. They do they, not go they, down. They only go up, and the prices – and the Suns are a really good franchise. Yeah, it is. Right? It's a good market, too. It's a great market. Yeah. Loyal fans. Mm-hmm. It's – yeah, no, that's one of the ones you want. It, you know, the Lakers and the Celtics and the Knicks and things like that are in a different category. But as far as like the rest of the NBA goes, yeah. the Suns are a really good team. Now, remember when Bomber bought the Clippers about eight years ago, right? Whatever it was, what it was, seven years, eight years ago, and he bought them for two billion. And mm-hmm. it's like you're paying two billion for that, and that was without without an arena, right? Well, now he's just whatever the hell he's building out in Inglewood into it dome. How does it look, by the way? I Enormous. It's funny. You said that to me. I haven't... The one game I went to, the Raiders-Chargers... So it's changed since... Oh, you went to Raiders-Chargers earlier this year. I forgot I about that. it was so starting to... They, they dug the hole, right? And now it's... It's been a lot bigger the, since the, then. The, they've put the scaffolding up around it, like the framing of it, the Looks beams. huge. It's gigantic. Really? I mean, it's not so far gigantic. No, but, but for an NBA arena, you're fitting 20,000 in there. huge. It looks so big. And it's just, it's like the bones of it, the skeleton, but it's it, it's enormous. Maybe for, Bomber knows what he's doing. He might. He, he, I feel like he's got a good head for numbers. I feel like he's got a good a good, good feel for those sorts of things. First thing that pops in your head, though, when you see the Suns go for four, it's like, right, what Yeah, are Lakers, Lakers are worth $68 billion. Are they worth at least twice as much as the Suns? Maybe. Oh, I, don't, I don't even think it's a maybe. Yeah, I mean, so, okay. I, I think so there's eight. Because I, well, I, I think if you ever done the numbers, even when the numbers didn't get to this high, let's just say if there was a time that the Suns were worth $1 billion, yeah. it's impossible the Lakers were not worth $2 billion. Right. And I'm not saying it's got to go multiples every single time, but the Suns why, are why, what, why top 15 it? market why, in, in yeah, the but NBA. Why wouldn't it go multiples every time? If 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 you own something that's twice as value what I owe, and then all of a sudden mine goes up, yours goes up incremental. It's not like the Laker brand has been you know sullied in any way. It, they're still in Los Angeles. They still have the tradition. Hey. They still have all those things. Hey. At some point, I mean, look, the buses have owned the team forever and ever and yeah, ever, but yeah. when you start getting an eight 
billion, nine billion, whatever the number may be. It's like that's, that's, eventually there's a number that makes you at least take a phone call. It's right? like my Taylor Swift conundrum. You know, I really love my Taylor Swift tickets, but if there's a big number. Interesting tieback. Interesting tieback. <laughs> I'm going to try to do it every day. <laughs> it's I was not expecting that, Taylor. The Suns are a $4 billion enterprise. That guy was playing in college 20 years ago, he's in his 40s. That's a pretty good deal. You see the dude that bought the Jazz. I think he bought him. He's 37, 38 years mm-hmm. old, 39 years old, something like that. So they just want what a country club membership and a house I know, that's no all you're asking bother for. me. That's all you're asking for. <laughs> that's it. I yeah, want I, a door I, that's locked and, and, and soundproof. I thought, that's it. I thought you was like a week and a half ago. locked and soundproof is kind of a little bit of an odd request. <laughs> Panic room. I don't want anybody to come in. Okay. Emily, I'm waiting for him to say I didn't have deodorant, and you tie it back to Taylor Swift. <laughs> she sorry, could do it. Sorry. Don't don't threaten her with a good time. No, I want. I'd be so creative if she found a way to tie in Taylor Swift to that. I was um, I was in Lake Arrowhead. Remember, I told you a week and a half ago. You and I both drove in rainy weather, and we oh, thought right. the world was going to end. Right, and all it was doing was raining with a little bit of fog. A little windy. A little windy too. A little windy too. <laughs> don't don't forget the wind. There's a there's a country club there, and I thought of you, and in my head, I'm like. That's all Trav wants. That's all he just I want. wants just uh, and I want asking for much. Like if we, if we're gonna go big, like if you not not own the Suns big, but yeah. just big, I'd like to be a member of a country club where I'm the only member, <laughs> that I could really enjoy. Do so you want to own solitude. land and have a golf course? Yeah, but I want like basically, staffed. I want a restaurant. Basically, I want he wants waiters. a big backyard. I want a bartender. <laughs> he wants a big yeah, backyard. Yeah, but I also want a fence around it so no one else can get in. <laughs> you want to own a ranch? Yeah, yeah but I don't Kansas. want animals. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want animals. I just want okay. maybe a couple of golf courses, yeah. and just you know, I can invite my friends over like twice a year. Should be a farmer. <laughs> I don't think it would. I, that's I could see you doing really. I could see you thriving. Farming's hard. Thriving I'd out there. See, that seems really bending t- Taylor, over. Taylor, is farming as hard as I think it is? There's a reason I'm not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that sounds really. I could hard. see you bending over for 12 hours a day. Just. <laughs> Well, I figure I'd drive, I'd drive the combine. I wouldn't be out there like you know planting the seeds. No, I would be, be out there be planting the seeds. You don't have to do it by hand, Trav. <laughs> well, I, I, I think he would There's want a planter to. for that. He wants to feel the soil. <laughs> yeah, like, the I could dirt underneath in. my fingernails. <laughs> yeah, just like a nice I, farmer's tan going on. Like I want the I want the whole country club. Like I want the starter that's got a bad attitude because they all do. Yeah, I want the guys in the country inside the shop to have a uh-huh. bad attitude because they all do. Mm-hmm. But I want to be the only person there. Sure, I want them to treat me like I'm bothering them. I could see you going from like shop. the locker room, the steam room, wearing a towel yeah. directly up to dinner. <laughs> Not See? changing at all. There you go. You just earned yourself an invitation because you understand how it works. You get invited. Now you can't play you're golf soaking because wet you do that for and my you're like, yeah, It is what it is. I'll take it's another my club. fillet. <laughs> another fillet. <laughs> put it two. Like put some put some crab meat in between the two fillets and we'll make it go. What were you talking about with Lillard? <clears throat> do you look down? I, I always yes. I have. I know you do. <laughs> I know. I always have like a Damian Lillard is a perfect example. There are not going to be many Kobe Bryants who play 20 years with one franchise and actually win NBA championships, right? Tim Duncan has done it. Kobe has done it. Dirk got his ring, and you always kind of feel a certain way about Dirk. Sure. Michael Jordan has done it. There aren't many of them. Jordan played for another team. Well, that's right. That's right. He did end up going to the the Wizards or whatever. But And I think part of that, he thought he was going to get a little bit of a – he thought he was going to get some ownership stake in it. Anyways, is what it is. Dame hasn't played for another team, and he's kind of talked about the loyalty to the franchise. Mm -hmm. And every time I look at Dame, I'm like, so is this it? You're just going to be playing for the Portland Trailblazers, 
You're never going to be a threat to go win an NBA championship. And I'm not saying I look down on him because I should respect what he's doing, right? I should respect that he's... I I do this with Bradley Beal, too. It's like, Beal, are you really going to stay in Washington? Are you sure you don't want to go to another team? I know the perfect scenario is you can win with one franchise. You don't have to go anywhere. Braun bounced around and is sitting here with the Lakers. He has um, four championships, but three with three different teams. Mm -hmm. You look down on a guy like Dame for not going anywhere else or not, I guess you could say, chasing that championship? No, I don't look down on him, but I think that there's just tears to this thing, right? I think that there are – you played – in the pros is the the first tier, which is an amazing tier, right? You got to the NBA, the NFL, Major League, but you made it. Okay, then there's the you're the all star caliber guy. That's the the next level up. Then they get into these other categories that are really really special. Damian Lillard and a guy like him are in that next category. Charles Barkley is probably in Patrick the, Ewing. Patrick Ewing, but Lillard never got to a finals. Lillard is never an MVP. Lillard is an incredibly loyal player. And he hasn't a great left. Player and hasn't left. And probably won't, never say never, probably won't, but will end his career as a great blazer that really wasn't there. Then there's that next tier up, the Ewings and the Barclays, these guys that move around that played in the finals but just couldn't quite get over the hump. Then there's the next group up, Mm. which is LeBron's, right? One of the greats of all time, but played for multiple teams and moved around and kind of was very strategic. Shaq, multiple teams. Shaq is a great example. Strategic. I'll go here right now. I'll come over here. I'll slide over here. They're very strategic and great players. And then there's the, the, the thinnest slice of all, Kobe. Magic. Dirk. Magic. Steph Curry's going to be one of those oh, guys. Oh, yes. Yeah. St- St- Steph Curry is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if Draymond Green or Klay Thompson ends up playing on another team at another point. I don't disagree, with, point. You. I don't disagree gonna, with you. That thin, there's, there's 15 of those guys. Mm-hmm. There's just not very many of them. Maybe 20. The Larry Birds of the world. The the Magics. The, Michael Jordan's not even in that group. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan went and played for another team. Mm-hmm. To be directly Derek Jeter. I'm on that That's team. It. That's it. Only that team, mm-hmm. and we won a lot. Yeah. What are you going to do? They, so no, I don't look down at Damian Lillard because down that, is too harsh. I don't mean it that way. So narrow mm-hmm. at the top. There's only room for a couple. Of, he's he's near the top, but he's not getting there. So there are players like that. Like Dame's a perfect example, and we've heard Dame. He's been. The Lakers have been rumored in the past, right? Oh, maybe they're going to go make a run at Dame. Whether it's whether. It, says anything there's truth behind it or there isn't but i just use dame as an example some of those players i I could have told you this five years ago guys if dame's the best player on your team you're just not going to win a championship and there's nothing wrong with dame right you just need a lot more talent braun needed Dwayne wade and this i mean just it takes everybody needs somebody and dame would be in my opinion that best second piece he's not the best player but damn he could be the best player on any given night Mm -hmm. but i always look at dame it's like a player that good that you're never going to get to see in the finals, in that big situation, in that big moment, at least up to now, makes me think of that. You know who came, and not this isn't exactly right, but came really close to being what you're talking about with a, a, a small tweak. He played in a bunch of quote-unquote finals. Was Kershaw. Been been in, in one place for a long time, directly identified with one particular team, incredibly successful, Hall of Fame, bang, bang, bang. But if they don't get that half-season yeah. World Series, yeah. we're looking at this really differently. We, we feel differently about a guy like Kershaw, but that he's got one and played in a bunch more. It's like, oh, yeah, he's on the Kobe level. He's on the Steph level. Not, not multiples. Hopefully he gets there ultimately, but... 
there's there's only a handful of Kobe Bryant's and Magic Johnson's yeah, and the other, Steph Curry's. There's not many of them. The other guys, you know, use yesterday as an example. Chris Paul's played for a number of different teams. Yeah. Right? Great player. And he's got to the NBA Finals, didn't win it. And every time I was like, all right, if he's the best player on your team, you're probably not going to win an NBA championship. But anyways, that's, uh, that's the Dame piece is interesting because he might very well just – always play in portland he'll be a god have, to, what, what to the blazers you would you just be let's say you're in a place that you love yeah that's been really loyal yeah. to you honest you honest truth. community yep but you're getting to that point where yeah. listen it ain't gonna happen here yep. i've done everything i can i i want to go compete for a championship I think so too i think so too because but then you see like a carl malone at the end of his no career guarantee coming it's gonna to, work you know it's just it's just not a good So Dame look. is still Gary young Payton. enough. He's still young enough to where I think he could still be a real impact player on another team. I agree. I'm not saying you're going to go and be the fifth best player on a team to go chase a ring. I'm saying if I'm Damian Lillard, those game time, Dame time and all that other stuff, I want to do it when it's game six for a chance to go to the NBA sure. finals and you have not got a, uh, got a chance to see him do Let that. Let me ask you this, Taylor. When you hear the name... Carl Malone, do you think of him any differently than you hear the name John Stockton? I think of Stockton in a better light. Do you? Yeah. Because to he, me, he stuck with the Jazz until yeah. the very end, you know, even though he knew that wasn't going to happen, a championship. I, I get that, but for me, Carl Malone doesn't become a less player. He's still Carl Malone. Great player. It's just but here's he the one dif- here's the one difference it. with those two players. They made it to the NBA Finals. They had a chance to win, right? Good like point. I think Dame is he's, he's on the off ramp. And or he's I mean, on the freeway and he can't get on the, the Western up. Conference Finals a couple times. I, well, he got I, to the Western I, Conference Finals one time and then they got swept by the Warriors. I'd love and, to see and, them. Put and he had team, no shot against the Warriors. I'd love to see them put a team around him and you know, like Dirk got a championship at the very end of his career. That'd be awesome to see Dame get the yeah. same, but yeah. probably right, unlikely. But Dirk got to another Finals prior to that. Prior to winning, oh the yeah, titles, that's right. He Lost was in another like it to never get to the Finals is a weird thing. And really, never kind of think that you you're going to get there. You know who it's kind of like, but this is another player that bounced around a little bit. Steve Nash, mm-hmm. right? That, that Steve Nash, great player, multiple time MVP, but never got to the Finals. It, they're just—it's a really small group yeah. of guys. No. I, I'd take a shot. I'm with you. I—I've done everything you could ask me. I've been loyal to. There's nothing I, left. I, I, I can't. To, I need to do something for me. I'm out in the first round or second round, guaranteed every year. Yeah. All yeah. right. Factor cap coming up next. It's Travis Slee, seven ten ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey guys, and this is from um, a couple segments ago. At last, uh, when we did "Hey, did you see?" and I talked about my, I guess, anxiety around the grocery store, unawareness around the grocery store in terms of buying ve- fruits and vegetables. So Andy Kamenetsky was listening, and he texted me, uh, and 
And it was this meme from Arrested Development. Have you guys seen Arrested Development? Yes. So this is what uh, he said to me. I mean, it's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? Ten dollars? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's uh, me and Lucille Bluth are very similar. It's just different reasonings behind why I, we have anxious. I don't know anxiety. why it's as funny to me as it is, but like you, like I, I picture you on the peripheral of the, the 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 produce department in the market like i don't think i can go in there yep <laughs> I, I don't I know look at bags of things i knew how much i that could cost. also see her like sprinting out like she's just running grab a tomato she's and just far out. enough and she's like having trouble breathing and she just starts running i'm just yeah. i just want to make sure you're getting all your vitamins and minerals in your day with your fruits and veggies don't worry this has been something that's been haunting me for since i was <laughs> freshman in college my friends make fun of me for it so um it's national caroling day so i'm sure we've all had either seen it in movies or had it happen to you but caroling is an incredibly awkward <laughs> thing to receive travis Dr. cap fact so it's it is a very awkward situation. You get the at your door, you open it up, and there's a group of people, you know, five, eight, ten, yeah. twelve people at your door, and you open the door, and it's joy to the world. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Remix. <laughs> it's it's really odd because they're trying to do something very nice. They're trying to spread joy. They're trying to bring holiday season to you. Yeah. But now I just got to stand and watch you sing at me? Mm-hmm. It's a weird moment. And those songs, even if you're just doing like Jingle Bells, it's a good two minutes. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? And then just close the door when you're done? It's incredibly awkward. It's nice, but it's awkward. Bah humbug. So it's cap for me because it's never, I've never had it happen to me. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah they've never knocked on the door. And, and by the way, if it's two minutes long, that's long. It's super it's a long, long time. You know what I mean? So I, I'm down for 45 seconds. But after that, I'm... I'm starting to kind of close it. I'm giving you like an indication. It's an indication coming. Guys, we're, we're done here. I picture as you're closing the door, they start to lean in. So they One guy puts his foot <laughs> in it front of the door. It is weird because you just kind of stand there. They're trying. Yeah, that'd be it, weird. It's that'd be weird. It's just never happened to me. and nice. It does it's happened, I don't know, maybe a half dozen times in my life. sometimes they're asking for money. They're raising money for something, uh, too, uh, and that's different. Stop. Stop. Not sometimes. Every time. Every, Every time. time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Taylor? fact yeah it's super awkward so i've never had it happen to me but you have sung for others exactly yes. so my mom was a music director at our church and she would always take me and my sister out whether to like nursing homes to play our violins mm. or stuff uh or caroling around christmas time and i just i just i didn't like knocking on people's doors and i always felt like i was intruding super awkward you know why you felt like that because I was being put up you, to it. Cause, no, because you were. <laughs> <laughs> what you, you were, felt you were in your gut <laughs> was the truth. Your your emotions were accurate and on. <laughs> just just tell me. It's been a long time. So um, I got in this debate with some other friends that uh, live here. Because, um, you know, I've had... I typically am someone who is punctual. There are occasionally times where I'm not, but I'm typically a punctual person. But traffic is not an excuse for being late in Los Angeles because you have to expect that it's going to be there. Alan, factor cap. So it's fact. It just sucks, right? But this just kind of comes with the territory. You can't really use it if, if what we did. If once a week I was like, "Yeah, hey, sorry, man. I know it's ten twenty-three. <laughs> Did you see the 110, what was going on there? It just it doesn't work, right? And it's not that it doesn't happen. It's not that if you have to get from here and you're going to Manhattan Beach and you're trying to figure it out, you're going to El Segundo, 
it just kind of comes with the territory. So if it's going to take you an hour to get there, you better prep for an hour and a half. You better prep for an hour and 45 minutes. You can't really use that as an excuse. Yeah, so here's every conversation ever about traffic in L.A. if you show up late. Hey, man, I'm sorry I'm late. You wouldn't, but 405 was a mess. And the response is always, oh. really? There's a lot of cars on the 405? Really? <laughs> huh, weird. I, I, I'd never heard of such. Of course there were. No, if you live in a quote-unquote yep. normal place, yeah. sure, it, it happens occasionally. But here, you're exactly right. There's a reason I'm an hour early to everything. Just because you can do. if it happens, I'm still on time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. It, anywhere else other than giant cities like LA, it's not. It's not going to work. Taylor, fact. And if you use it as an excuse, you're you're a jerk. Um, or you're lying. <laughs> I guess in an accident, if you get in an accident, that's an excuse. But otherwise, nah. Trav showed up halfway through the pregame show. Uh, just you, you should have just seen getting in here. Can't believe it. Well, you see that bottleneck at the, where all the freeways come together? It's like, oh, it's like everybody in the city was there, there right? Are tons of raiders. It's an accident. There, there was. <laughs> so uh, we've all been seeing those crazy videos of Buenos Aires, like all just totally taken over by uh, Argentine. We all fans. saw it. Travis didn't see. I saw it. the video. I was on. T- I, I saw on Sports Center last night. Right. I saw it when it was on there. See the drone one. What? Out, so they had a live shot from some obviously central place in Argentina. It was two a.m. down there, yeah, and it was still like it was noon, and the World Cup had ended an hour ago. The party was okay. still cranked up. All right, let me say this to take it even a step further. I've been completely entrenched in this. I find it incredibly fascinating. They got back the um, the players. The players got back yeah. last night. Last well, night here, what it was. and I think it was 4 a.m. there or something like that, 3 a.m., whatever it was. They get off the plane, and Messi's the first one off the plane with the World Cup, yeah, with a trophy. He comes down, and it, you know, it's actually it's it's really cool. They get immediately on a double decker bus. Oh, that, the top is just completely open, and when I say they just start driving into a sea. <laughs> Of people at 3, 4 a.m. in the morning, it was unbelievable. I'll That's set it great. up that way, but go ahead. So if USA won the World Cup, you would take to the streets. Taylor, factor cap. Yeah, I would have watched the final, too. If USA was in it, I would have had a lot more interest in the World Cup. That would have been such bad soccer. Because my, they made it that know, far. my country wasn't there, I wasn't, you know, I'm not going to tune in. Jeff? I don't think so. I I I, I want to look. It looked awesome. That what you just described, Alice, is amazing, yeah. and I'm I'm glad that the people of Argentina have a passion for that game the way that they do. It obviously means that's what a lot. makes it good is because of for, that for sure. Yep. I, I'm just all I'm saying is I don't have that in my heart, and so I'll stay inside and watch TV. I'll watch yep. a rerun of Cheers. I just I don't I don't need to be a part of that. Am I a bad guy that when USA was eliminated, I'm like finally some good soccer. We could finally start watching well, some good soccer. Fu- they're, they're good at soccer. If they're getting yeah. to round sixteen, they're better I'll, than the other teams that they eliminated. I'm I'll just give saying. them that, but they're never. You know, they're obviously never in the the real conversation. The real conversation are a few hey, European can, countries, look, I don't a couple know. South American countries. That's kind of like the real chat. The I real don't conversation. Know anything about this, obviously? But if yep. you're into the knockout round, you're pretty good, right? Yes. Yeah. I think you're okay. Yeah, I, mean, I think you're okay. It seems like a think pretty good. I think you're gonna be a hater, Alan. Yeah. No, yeah, not being a hater. I think it's just the reality. The United States Love is not known. It. They're not known for soccer. That's <laughs> they, okay. They aren't. It's just you know they were they Love get to the knockout rounds a lot. It's okay. They're not. USA. They're not known for soccer. USA. All right. So. I don't think I would see myself. It'd be the craziest thing ever if they actually got that far and they're in a World Cup final and for them to actually win it. 
Um, I'm not going to fly to, if it's going to happen in Chicago, I'm not flying there. If it's happening in Los Angeles and we don't have to go very far, yeah, I'd, I'd go to it. All right. So uh, th- I have I have a couple friends who are into comedy. Like they're comedy people. They do improv. They do comedy shows. They have podcasts. So you would rather listen to your friend's podcast in full, and keep in mind they're probably not that good at it, than see their improv show. Travis, Fetter Cap. Can I? It is is none of you the have above. Have one option. or the other. It's one or the other. Um, I think I would rather go to the improv slash comedy show for the simple reason that hopefully somebody at the show can perform and entertain me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, look, I've been to those shows. I, I've I've gone to an improv show here and there, and they're not great. You know, to be good at that is really difficult. Now, when you are really good at it, it can be wildly entertaining. Yeah. Like if you showed up and it was Amy Poehler and Steve Carell doing like Tina oh, Fey, and like sure, all the great, great. But if you get the guy that I was in high school drama, and now I decide I'm going to be a comedian. Shoot me. I, I just there. There's nothing that I need to see more than a person trying really hard to perform who sucks at it. Al. I think I'm I'm going to the improv. Yeah, me too. And I, I think I'm going because it's probably going to be a train wreck. I have no idea what's going to happen. A podcast is a podcast, you know. It is what it is. Everybody does podcast. I think the improv is where I, I I'd go uh, before I go to a podcast. Listen to a podcast. That does po- podcast. Can I listen to it on quadruple speed? <laughs> where you hit that button and <laughs> I'm through it. Do you know enough to like you can be like, oh, I liked the one segment you guys Cliff did about notes. this. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever listen to stuff? Okay. Speed and a half, I, two speed, whatever it is. So, yes, but not on purpose. So I, I was there's this uh, podcast about the television show West Wing called West Wing Weekly. I love the show The West Wing, and it's hosted by one of the characters that was on the you show. You and John are literally I know identical we, we on got, all this. Stuff. We got a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I, I was listening to this podcast, and I'm kind of going through it. Somehow, some way, unbeknownst to me. I had tapped the double speed button. I didn't even know there was a double speed button. So I'm listening to this one episode and it's sped up. It sounds like, you know, chipmunks. Yep. And I listened to the whole thing because I thought that they had recorded it wrong. I thought <laughs> I thought that the mistake was on their end. So I go to the next one. You're and, putting on the comments. You guys really got to improve this stuff. And it's doing it again. I'm like, okay, clearly this is user error on my point. So I went back. I'm like, oh, what does that little one and a half X thing mean? I tapped it. Went, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm an idiot. Did you like listening 1.2. to it in the speed? No, I need to. I don't yeah. like. No, I need it to just be Yeah, I've tried it once. I'm like, yes, it's 1.2 is perfect because it's just like a little bit faster. And so it just barely speeds everyone up. So you don't get like as much gap and they still sound normal. Yeah, I need it it normal, Al. I like, I'm a traditionalist. I haven't tried a 1.2. I think I was going two and I'm like, all right, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Noah Syndergaard just gave away the Dodger secret recipe. Tell you what it is next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
I don't know how I feel, Al, about like remix, like rock and roll Christmas tunes. This one is, you only hear it from like now and another couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, or so. so bad. Is this Bachman Turner Overdrive? No. <laughs> Who is this? It's Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Trans- same difference. And they used it in The Office. What uh, Dwight, this is what he wants to play at the Christmas party, and he goes, and they use it on over a montage. That's awesome. This is like, well, this is, you, your 90210 is like my The Office. Like I can definitely go into detail about this episode. I think it was, I want to say it was Benny Hanna Christmas that they used this one. It was kind of, the it's the montage to end of the scene, and they uh, have a karaoke machine. That's my alarm clock. <laughs> Every morning in December. It's the only way I get up. It's not a bad idea, actually. Kind of, kind of get you in the spirit of the season. Right, so I, coming I out of bed. I didn't set up. Um, you know, obviously, I mentioned this what three, four weeks ago. I, I leave iPhone. I got Google Pixel. Right. right. Oh yeah. How's that going for you? I'm genuinely asking. Okay. So I'm. It was a rough couple of weeks just adjusting to. You're looking at the same device that does the same thing. You know exactly where everything is, the whole thing, right? And this isn't just go get a new phone and it's an update phone. It, it's a completely- You got to relearn. It's it's completely different. And I think I mentioned this to you, all my contacts, right? I didn't transfer any contacts over. So now I have a lot less contacts and it's just, if I see a number, okay, I got to check on there and I put it in my phone, whatever it is. First couple of weeks, there was incredible amount of adjusting, <laughs> incredible amount, kind of- Kind of now, I feel like the dust has settled, and we're okay now. Now I kind of know where to go. I know the apps. I know this. Let, let I know me ask that. you this, and I, I hope this doesn't happen. Let's just say for whatever reason, yeah, that thing broke. Okay, and it just you, you dropped it and it smashed into a thousand pieces. Then you go back to the store. Do you get that one again, or do you go back to Apple? No, I think I get it again. You would get it. Yeah, again. I'm, I'm right, okay with it. Right it's decision. not. It's not a. I mean, you uh, didn't, but it's not a bad phone. You. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a bad phone. But that's not a great. That's not a bad phone. Like, how was that sandwich? It wasn't a bad. Sandwich. So when I go back to. When I go back to that phone, now it's a little bit more... Like in the beginning, I'd go back to the regular iPhone, oh. and it'd be like, oh my gosh, I know everything is... Now it's kind of like, all right, well, I don't really miss that phone as much. But I was telling you the alarm music, they got... Whatever is already set, it's like the most calming alarm music you could have. I'm basically at a Japanese uh, garden, and it is <laughs> That's nice. as zen as possible... But it's so zen, I'm like, good night. <laughs> yeah, put you back to sleep, right? You need that one that starts low and then gets progressively yeah. louder and then drops down again. Then Alan, gets a little wake bit up. It's something like this. Alan, freaking wake up. I have a song as mine, but it's a song that like, I never get tired of, but it starts slow. Can and I guess gets, who which, the artist yeah, is? Yeah, can I no, it's not, it's it Led not Zeppelin? that. <laughs> it's not them. It's kind of a, it's an older song. All right. Well, I mean- <laughs> Us assuming yeah, it was her. Yeah, I know. Not it's not a bad guess. It's not a bad guess. It was a crazy assumption. Not a bad guess. It's a shocking that it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the only <laughs> thing that's a surprise here. <laughs> this, uh, I should say, It's a Wonderful Life, um, Slee, came out on this day in 1946. It's 2022. So we're, we're talking nearly 80 years of time has gone by since that movie came out. I still have never seen it. I know it's about suicide and Christmas, which is just a natural combination. That yeah. really, you know, hey guys, let's make a Christmas movie life. about There's a guy jumping off of a bridge. That that'll be fun. 
How, how but is he realizes that, like, that life is so worth living and you're around your family because these things get things for you. you know? It's great. I don't have to see it now. <laughs> it seems... I got enough uh, Sorry, right spoiler there. alert. 80 <laughs> years ago. If no, I no. What I'm you, saying is I got enough details to where I'm good now. I don't have to actually go see it. If I said to you, hey, you know, we're going to make a Christmas movie that's going to last through multiple generations. 80 years from when we release this, people are still going to be watching this in the holiday season. What's it about? Ah, guy jumping off a bridge. <laughs> Just and a kid goes definite. And a kid goes definite, right? Like there's there's a lot of stuff in that movie that don't feel super Christmas. Right, well, it's also what? really long. It's great. Do you like it, Taylor? Yeah, I think it's the best Christmas movie it because it, because time. it's kind of dark or because yeah, it's, cause it's dark. Yeah, yeah. It, it gets to like it gets to the coreness of like what you value in life, and it's like all these things that are family and safety, and to that's what. The Christmas season's for, I guess. Yeah, but I, I, but he's going to jump but off give the me bridge, elf. right? Yeah, exactly. Give me elf. Exactly right. Give me the Christmas story. It's funny. Yesterday, uh, Spectrum was doing top three Christmas movies, whatever they're doing, and Robert Ory did his. Did you see his list? I didn't. All right. So- I did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> No, I just think it's so frustrating. This age old okay, wait, debate let me, let me, not let me Die Hard is a Christmas let me, movie. Let me it's explain. so annoying. Okay, so this is what was in there. Okay, <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know what I don't I don't know what can, the triggers can, are. Can I, none of us do. Yes. But, but what makes it so great is that it's a genuine trigger. That was not. I'll do a thing for the radio. That is eh, Robert Ory's Christmas list. <laughs> I pull. saw it yesterday. That shot wasn't even a big deal against the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to find areas of his game. <laughs> Hall so, of Famer. So what's on the list? Getting, uh, no, no. All right, Home Alone. <laughs> Go, ahead. Go ahead. Home Alone. Okay. Great, right? Um, Die Hard was on the list. And by the way, Allie Clifton, who also, you know, one of the hosts there, she was kind of like, well, that's not a that's not a, a Christmas I'm movie. I'm with Allie. And then Trading Places was the other one that was also on there. I mean, so any movie set in winter is a Christmas he, movie? Actually, is that, that is his case. His case is if it's set in December- <laughs> If there's a Christmas tree, if there's something mentioning so Christmas, Harry Potter, then you know, Carol, yes, it's like, a Christmas movie. Little Women. Like I don't naturally things. think of those movies when it comes to Christmas. Definitely uh, don't. Um, Christmas Story, you'll shoot your eye out. Of course, a classic. Um, Scrooged with Bill Murray is terrific. And then I never saw that. Oh, it's good. Yeah. If you like Bill Murray, you'll which you, I do. You, Christmas you Vacation's like great. Christmas Vacation is really good. I like it, but I could get where people. It's the same movie that they've done ten other times. Right, but if you but only see one has movie, roller coasters yeah. and the other <laughs> yeah. one, yeah, one has a Christmas tree. The other one has roller coasters. The other one has a craps table. But that's a classic. I love that movie. It's a good one too. Um, and Elf. I, I just and again, these are not movies you're going to be watching. Maybe a Christmas Story you might. Um, but yeah, I, I I just I don't know. You know be, the movies that I hate. Uh, I hate the, All of them? the, the <laughs> stop motion claymation whatever ones. Oh, like, like Rudolph, like Rudolph, Rudolph. Wow. the, uh, the uh, a year without a Santa Claus, like these things. I think it's more because I hate. I, I just was scared of them. No, here's why. Like, I, I'm going to tell you why you don't like that, and it's 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 it makes perfect sense. So, I when Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, I think it was made in like the '60s. Okay, I think that's when that movie was put together. That stop motion stuff and Frosty the Snowman, all of those things, right? That was when you're 
seven years old in the 70s, that's pretty cool. I don't know how they... You grew up in a world with CGI and all these things that can make anything look super real. So yep. you see that, you're like, well, that's ridiculous. I could do that in well, my Well, I'm basement. scared of it, it sounds like. <laughs> I was kind of scared of it. I was scared of a, of a Year Without a Santa Claus. That movie scared so me. that's the one with the heat, heat miser? miser? Heat yeah. Miser scared me. Did I like not the like heat that. Miser. But then it's also, there is... Um, but the original Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the, the, the animated one? one, yeah. That's great. That's a great one, Avatar and I like that. Avatar is a Christmas movie because it's released. <laughs> In December. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. See? So is The Godfather Part Two because it was released today. You know, great Christmas around movie. There, you know, the Corleones and Santa Claus. Uh, but like the debate over whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie is like in my category of debates that I find so infuriating because it's like it's the is a hot dog a sandwich is Die Hard a Christmas movie? It's the things that keep on going. Is over the and Die over Hard is the case you're making? It is a Christmas movie. No, right? I don't care about the answer. I care that people think that this is the be all end all of discussion about Christmas. And here we and are. Right. So just out of curiosity, exactly. is it a are. Christmas movie or not? On the other side. <laughs> I'll answer. I like that she doesn't like that it's she doesn't like the topic, but it gets her worked up to where she, she goes on talk about 90 it. seconds. Exactly. I fury about why it's a bad topic. I, think I that, hate this dish of food. <laughs> I will order that. Yeah, let me tell you for 10 minutes why I don't like it. Uh, I do want to tell you why Noah Syndergaard said something that I think should make Dodger fans very, very happy. We'll get to that maybe after Emily's done giving us our answer about Die Hard. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.